an AppleViz original. One, two. I didn't hear it at all. Huh. Well, good. I, I don't hear anything okay. anymore. Yeah. Well. You hear me, though, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the main thing, then. I mean, I didn't mean it like that. But. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, turn that's it way down so you can hear us. That's perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So when I when I did a search for on Apple Viz, um, I just didn't find it. So maybe I was in too much of a hurry. I think maybe if you look so, for um, MetaText, I think that's the name okay. of the app. MetaText. Oh, okay. MetaText. Either do a search for MetaText or Mastodon. All right. I'll do that. And this is really important, guys, because um, you know, if I couldn't find it, that must mean that I'm, <laughs> I've either lost my tech ability, which is it. entirely possible. I don't care. If I can find it, anyone can. Because I'll tell you, I'm sitting right here and I can't even use my computer because when I, as soon as we start recording, my computer is frozen. Oh. So that tells you how hmm. good I am with tech in general. Wow. Um, goodness. I'll send you a link directly to the file. How's that? Okay. All right. <laughs> We're the lucky ones. It is available everywhere except for Randy's house. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. Da, 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 da. And now Thomas is approaching his device. Yeah, you might hear some buzzing. And pretty soon we're going to hear I'm doing a golf, a golf announcer. Out. I was thinking like a nature documentary. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> Welcome to Victor Reader. Aha! There is a purpose here. File two. Sneak peek of the new temperature and humidity feature. What do you think of that, Mike? But why? <laughs> but why? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for giving. Unleash for a listen. We're back for a new year's Unleash for 2023. My name is Thomas Donva, also known as Not a Mouse. And in the house, we got Mike Malarcy. Hey, hey, everyone. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. And then we have the old usual Randy Rashnack over there. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it is so good to have everybody back together for a new yeah. year. Wow, this is what three full years now. Are we on starting on the third year oh, yeah. or the fourth year? Is it third? <laughs> We've done this so long, I forgot. But it, I know it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check. I'll have to check. I th- want to say it's been three full years, but I could three full years. Okay. Yep, going on to four. Boy, we've well, been on here in a long time. We have, and we were really proud to be here too. Ah, uh, well. There is a lot of stuff to discuss this month. I was like, there's a lot of weird news specifically. So let's start this bad boy up. That's why we're here. Here's the big one. Are you ready? So Twitter decided to put the hammer down on third party apps. For those that aren't familiar, we are using Twitter, or at least I am using Twitter quite a bit, and Twitter decided to cut off the API for the most popular iOS app or some of the Twitter apps for the Mac as well has shut down. And those popular ones such as TweetBot, you might be familiar with, Twitterific, which is a big one I used to use, and then my most favorite spring for Twitter 
is gone. And it's so disappointing with this. And why they did this, nobody seemed to really know, but I think it's pretty apparent. Elon Musk that took over Twitter is losing a lot of money. And I think in order to monetize and get the money back, he's going to have to advertise more on the Twitter platform or the the original Twitter app itself. So I just think it's kind of lame. He just suddenly just like snipped and all the lights went out to all the popular Twitter apps out there. And I felt bad because they did not have any idea what was going on, if it was something on their end. And nobody was talking to them. Nobody was telling them what they did wrong. Nothing until about a week later, they just kind of unofficially announced by a leak that it was pulled on purpose. And still, we don't have any idea why they did this. Um, I'm just thinking that this was just a bad way of doing this, bad publicity. At least give them some time to say, hey, we are going to t- turn this off, like say, in three months or whatever. I can get behind that. I mean, they got to make money. I get it. But how he's handling the things and things like that and just snipping it out. I mean, they were losing tons of money because a lot of people purchased like a year's worth of subscription and they had to pull it out and return all those people's money and stuff like that. I just felt bad. I mean, it was just terrible. Um, What do you guys make of this new Twitter slamming down the third-party apps? I dislike it. I uh, There was an apology on Twitterific that was really gallant, I thought. It was just... It was just great. It's like, we're sorry, we have no control, and uh, we won't be back. And it was terrible, because Twitterific was one of the first ones out there, and I think what made Twitter app it better was because of the third party, because the competition made things better. And now, with no accessibility team behind this, you know, it comes down to the community. I asked the community what they thought of this, and... It was a mixed bag. I was kind of surprised and not surprised. I say the majority of the people were upset about how this happened and what they did. And a lot of us are still use. I should say, um, we got a handful of people that just left Twitter entirely, and we have a handful me included that stuck to Twitter. And then there's people like me that kind of sort of left, but I still have my Twitter app. And people are saying, well, Twitter is accessible. It's still working. And I'm thinking, I think you're missing the point. The, the whole point how they um, treated the developer. Plus, yeah, it's accessible now because the accessibility team had their hand on that. When future versions and features comes up in the future, I guarantee it's going to start breaking slowly mm-hmm. but surely. We're going to see less and less accessibility. That's just... That's- when I deleted my account was when the accessibility team got the axe. That's when I was like, all right, I'm done with this. So when the API thing happened, I kind of wasn't surprised because, I mean, everybody kind of knows that once you have over a certain um, uh, number of commas in your bank account, you can get away with a whole lot more than other folks. And this happened. I was like, I honestly can't say I'm surprised. Uh, I did use the Twitter app back when I had it, but it's just a very crappy way of doing business and, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, it's one of those things that for me, I'm just like, eh, billionaires, what are you going to do? Right? Uh, I think that's just, it's just 
sucks. So I just put a tweet out there on Twitter and say, hey, I'm moving to Mastodon. If you want to see all my toots and what I <laughs> have to say, come on over to Mastodon because that's where I'm at and I'm no longer going to be on Twitter. And now many, I still have account open. I'm just not actively using it or actively looking at all the different tweets. That same way, what are you doing, Randy? About uh, uh, are you going to stay honestly with it? Have, well, I honestly have had so much work piled up on me at my job that I um, have not even attempted. <laughs> <laughs> you probably tooting. don't have much time to check on it. No, I, I really haven't. Um, now, are, are you going to uh, do another uh, podcast on uh, another accessible app for uh, mastodon i am i'm in the process of doing a couple and no i'll leave that in i am looking at tusker t-u-s-k-e-r which is a free app that was done by fleetwood mac wasn't it tusker (laughs) (laughs) same yeah okay a little different um tusker and i'm also have been looking at ice cubes Ice Cube for Mastodon. Oh, my heavens. We're getting so many things out there, there for are uh, a Mastodon. lot. I have mentioned in the past, we have Ivory, which is the developer of TweetBot. I'm not a big fan of Ivory. I know there's some pretty hardcore folks out there that love TweetBot. Um, I just don't find Ivory something that I need to pay. It's a subscription base. And so I was like, Ugh. if it had some features that like I really had to have, mm-hmm. I would say, wow. I would stay with it. But Ivory is another one. And, of course, there's a couple other ones out there that are not so accessible, but they are out there. Hopefully, they'll change um, in terms of which is Mammoth, Wooly. There's tons of them. They're just coming out of the woodwork, and which is great news. Um, this giving us more options to pick from for those who are blind. And speaking of Mastodon, Appleviz, we made an announcement. We are also moving and we have a new account on Mastodon for those that are on Mastodon and want to follow Appleviz. We're not leaving Twitter at this time. The only reason we're doing this is just to be, be prepared because we have no idea if they're going to pull the API that we use to tweet onto Twitter. So if that happens, it's beyond our hands, And but we'll be on Mastodon. So right now, we're posting to Twitter and Mastodon. So check that out. If you're not following AppleViz over there, head over to mastodon.appleviz.com and follow at AppleViz at mastodon.appleviz.com. Yes, that's a mouthful. <laughs> so do you think that Twitter will ever recover from this mass mess <clears throat> this mass mess <laughs> no, um, no i don't and you don't think it ever will I especially don't. not if they don't start putting things back and making it functional again like the things that everybody really liked about it are the things that have been getting chopped off of the tree i think that there is a good size people that either have left or dramatically um using Twitter on a day-to-day. Um, yes, there are some news sources and weather information I still get from Twitter, and that's the only reason I haven't. Otherwise, there's, I've heard the number of tweets is way down in terms of how many tweets they were getting on a daily basis is way down. And I know the blind community, um, myself, have seen a lot of activity on Mastodon 
And I've seen more people on there than I ever did on Twitter talking, and huh. which is kind of incredible um, difference. But no, I, I don't see any of us returning unless something something drastically happened. If they turn the API back on and Elon gets his thumb out of it, maybe. But I don't see that happening. So we're talking February 1st, 2023 right now. If you were going to recommend something right now, boom, 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 what would you recommend for a really good client? Because I really have to start thinking of switching. I've got my Well, don't stu- forget, students. I did a um, really long, lengthy, in-detail podcast about Mastodon. And but where is it at? No, I don't see it anymore. You can head over to AppleViz and do a search for um, using Meditext with Mastodon. And that podcast should be there. And you should be able to hear it. And that will give you kind of a training wheel for say for bike riders that need to learn how to ride bikes. that's what i used so and it's not up on any major podcast platform right now the well apple visit is available on itunes spotify amazon that's pretty major stuff yeah, yeah. well no I, did, I what i meant was a podcast player it's not up on, on any official player is that right i Man. listen to it in my podcast app and so, what did you call it? Because I'm I must be missing the boat because I I just haven't found it. What what does one look for? So when I when I did a search for on AppleViz, um, I just didn't find. It. So maybe I was in too much of a hurry. I think maybe if you look so, for um, MetaText, I think that's the name okay. of the app. MetaText. Oh, okay. Meta-text. Either do a search for MetaText or Mastodon. All right, I'll do that. And this is really important, guys, because um, you know, if I couldn't find it, that must mean that. I mean, I lost my tech ability, which is it. entirely possible. I don't care. If I can find it, anyone can. Because I'll tell you, I'm sitting right here and I can't even use my computer because when I, as soon as we start recording, my computer is frozen. Oh. So that tells you how hmm. good I am with tech in general. Wow. Um, goodness. I'll send you a link directly to the file. How's that? Okay. All right. <laughs> We're the lucky ones. It is available everywhere except for Randy's house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking forward to getting that because i got to do something about that, you know. I think you would enjoy it if you enjoyed Twitter. If you didn't like Twitter, you're not going to like Mastodon. I love Twitter. There you go. I mean, I did. Check out Mastodon. Um. We did get some surprising Apple hardware news this month. I was I was like, what? What? I, you know, we were talking about how January we thought we would never talk about that, you know, the so-called name I would never name, the <coughs> ARVR headset. But anywho, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. supposed to come out first. But no, we got yeah, yeah. some other hardware news. Yes, we do. But, I mean, I, I'm just assuming that you all have heard this, but stay tuned, guys. You're going to love this. Nope. Don't worry, folks. It's not the AR VR headset that we're going to announce. Now, it is the news on the M2 chips coming out on several of the models Apple is putting out. The big one was the Mac Mini. I was very happy to see that Apple gave the Mac Mini some loving and we can basically say goodbye to Intel chips because there's no more Intel chips on the Mac Mini line at all. Bye. Bye now. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's saying, is he, are you saying bye to the, the Intel chips? Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying goodbye to us. No, no, no. I'm saying goodbye to Intel. Did goodbye, you? Didn't Intel. you like the way I put that in? Yes, I thought it, it was real. dramatic, grammatical, wasn't it? It was. It was like. Let, me, let going, me do it again you for you. Going by. Goodbye, bye, bye, Intel. <laughs> <laughs> That's professionalism at its best. Oh man. Um, the best part is it's the same design and size, but it's still on the M2 Pro on the Mac Mini will still get you coming and going with about $1,299. So $1,299, you're going to have to fork over for the M2 Pro on the Mac Mini. But really, the people have been saying great reviews about the Mac Mini M2 Pro, and they're actually he's dubbing it the Mac Studio Junior, and I've heard it is just really speedy. I think this is great. Um, the actual Mac Mini M2 without the Pro will come in at $599, which is $100 cheaper than it was before. I was just like, wow. And it's definitely going to be perfect for the all general purpose clientels like ourselves mostly out there i you know mike and randy that is not a bad price 5.99 for an m2 mac studio desktop that just smokes our pc that we have now yeah i'm kind of considering that for my children really i you know we have an imac but it's nine years old at this point hmm. it's having some it's having a, a bit of a struggle but this kind of tempting. I've never Mac Minis are something I have zero personal experience with. I've never owned one before, but it is a, it's actually a little bit tempting now, right? I mean, for I think it's a pretty decent price for getting an Apple product and for something that's going to be very speedy for time to come. I think your kids will love it. They can't take it laptop style and take it with them and yes. beat it all up. It'll be a home. Yeah, disappear into their bedrooms with it and fight with their siblings about it. That's what would happen. Right. So that's perfect. And I I don't know. I thought this was the biggest news of the updates that they announced with this Mac Mini. Now, of course, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook did get some loving as well. The MacBook Pro now comes with the M2 Pro and Max chips if you recall that's the chip above the pro which is super fast supposedly and what i was surprised is that it was about 30 percent faster and processor which is pretty significant of a generation to a next generation you always want to look at 20 to 30 percent 30 percent was on the upper end so i was happy to see um there was a quite a bit of, of, of a boost when it comes to spec um it still starts at $19.99 for a M2 Pro, which is the standard price they had before. However, if you want that decked out all the way out to get the M2 Max at the full, whatever solid state drive and the, and the gig RAMs on it, it will cost you a hefty $6,300. Can you imagine $6,300 for a laptop? That's no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Right? It's like, okay, we'll get you one of those. Wow. Anywho, um, the Apple trade-in, some people are kind of balking about the trade-in. Trade-in value went down on some of the computers. I was surprised. For example, I, I saw this one. I had to mention it to you. So 
there is a fully packed Mac Pro 2019 that went originally cost $63,000 at the time. That was five years ago, right? You cannot, the money you get from that trade-in wouldn't be able to buy the new Mac Mini MT, M2 Pro. <laughs> Yikes. And that's only $12.99, so you don't even get that much back. I can't um, imagine taking spending the amount of money that most people use for a vehicle on a computer. <laughs> that uh, boggles my mind. Right? It's 60. Oh, man. Anyway, I, I just want to tell you, you know, I always assume the retail value, you always get a lot back. But that I guess not the case on some of the models. So no. make sure you check into that. So your trading value might be worthless. I mean, I'll take a 2019 uh, Mac Pro fully packed out. Yeah, sure. I think it would. They gave them eight hundred bucks or something like that. I'll pay for eight hundred bucks for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, the other one, and I really want to hear both of you on inputs on this. They also announced the HomePod second generation or the HomePod twenty twenty three was announced. Now, let me go through some of the positive things on this, and then I'll get you guys intake, and then I'll roast it on my end. <laughs> so we got, so they're identical size. They look identical. So the design of it and the size is pretty much the same. You get a new chip upgrade on the new one. So it's got a new chip. You would think, okay, that makes sense. It has spatial audio, which is, whoa, I like that. Anything that deals with the spatial audio, which is kind of cool. And lastly, and Apple is pushing big time, is this Matter Home support. So it boasted about how it's got this sensors in there and things like that, that will be able to trigger different shortcuts and to activate the ceiling fans and things like that. I think that is the new direction they are definitely going to be pushing and going with but it is a price of $299 which is 50 bucks cheaper than the original first generation so i am going to ask you both what your thoughts on this new home pod second generation well i i am in kind of a quandary myself because i don't i don't have one i run sonos equipment so in one way i kind of feel like i don't really need one but the integration with the uh the dumb uh, i mean with the with siri um sounds kind of good but i don't even care for that um so much anymore but the integration sounds pretty cool you know uh, with working with that um on the other hand i i don't think at this time i would get the mini just because you know i've got so many different speakers and smart i could open a store you know yeah, you could use one <laughs> what's I, one I more to the stack well I, I i know so so here we go so um right now we are right on the threshold i wish i had some music back in the background there some space spatial music not spatial audio but you know Star Trek type theme music. I wish I would know what the best way to go because we're on the threshold right now of uh, the uh, Victor Stream 3. Right. 
or um, the HomePod. Um, what to do? What to do? Because what a quandary I, you're in. And the reason I say that, can you guess why I would say such a thing? No, why? How about you, Mike? I don't, because I was actually going to ask. I haven't used a Victor Reader in years, and I don't even know what people do with those these days. Oh. I'm the wrong person to ask that question. Okay. Oh, it, we'll we'll just put him out to the side there. And that's... <laughs> okay. Oh, just just like we'll do what we do with Intel. Just like, hold on. Hold on. Just go, goodbye. Hold on, hold on. What? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! Let See, me this guess. Is the, you got the money the to burn here. in your pocket. That's why. Well. Be that as it as it may, um, I'm doing pretty good right now. So, what what to what to get? Um, uh huh. No, I I uh, I'm with you, buddy. I'm yeah. in the same boat. Okay, so all right. Does it? Well, let's just say, does it? Will it support Audible? Oh, you just had to bring up that. That's mm-hmm. that's a deal breaker for a lot of people. So, okay. Quickly on that, the Audible, what we're talking about is the VR3, which is a Victor Reader stream, is the Audible changed their protocols, how they were able to get onto Victor Reader. They just changed it and just went and it broke it on the VR2 and 3. So we're in the process of doing petitions to tell Audible, hey, please contact Humanware to fix this so we can have Audible on VR. But now back to the home pod here's my two cents guys here we go All so right. it's got the same design so nothing radically has changed it looks identical you can't stereo pair this with the first generation so i feel terrible for True. the first generation because now they can't get spatial audio they can't get this um what do you call it pairing with the new HomePod, so you can't do that. Now, they also dumped the chip in this new second generation. Let me explain a couple few things here. It used to have an actual iPhone ARM processor in this, so that means, wow, that's a good processor. Well, they decided to replace that with a watch. So the seventh Mm -hmm. series watch processor is now into this second generation don't get me wrong the watch is pretty powerful but nothing compared to an iphone processor so i was just dumbfounded i was like why did they do that so you got a downgraded chip and are you ready for this the second generation has a slower wi-fi processor in this Mm -hmm. device the wi-fi on this is less than you can get with your iPhone 6. Yes, you heard that right. And the Wi-Fi... Did I hear that right? Yes. The Wi-Fi <laughs> in the second generation is slower than your first generation. And you get two less tweeters and two That's less right. microphone. That's right. But I will say the reviews are good. The clarity is there. And they say to pairing is wonderful the sound is remarkable and that's all fine and dandy but i i still don't understand if it hasn't really changed that much why did it die out the first time around well i can tell you why that 249 or 349 dollar price 
it died because the price was just not there. People were just not feeling it. And even though it's down to $299, which is 50 bucks cheaper, it's still too high in my, um, I think. Especially if you want to make a good stereo system, you're going to have to get two of those. And it's going to cost you three, what, 600 bucks? 600 bucks, yeah. Um, I love my HomePod Mini a lot, but it's still just too high. I can get an Amazon show that is way bigger. Sounds good. No, it's not as good as the HomePod. But, but you could get Spotify on it. <sighs> I, I'd be willing not to spend a, Not on HomePod, you can't. I'd be willing to spend between 200 to 249 bucks for it but nothing higher um that's just my two cents i just don't mm-hmm. think there's a whole lot in here there's no bluetooth there's no any of that stuff that you would think would have that and them going down to a apple watch processor wow, that just shows to me that it is designed just to do what it is just music and that's just music only which is that's kind right. of disappointing i was really hoping they would expand it to be a little smarter than that. This kind of seems, and apologies if anyone listening to this gets offended, kind of seems like a device made for very serious Apple fans who just want everything that they put out and have like their entire home built around the Apple ecosystem. And that's most certainly not me because I can't imagine spending this kind of money on. A I'm device that has that so many limits. Apple Music, right? Yeah, it has none of the things that I use on it. Right? I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, you could least, I, I get that, yes, you can use your iPhone and AirPlay to it. But wouldn't it be great if that thing could be smart enough to do Audible or podcasts without having to AirPlay to it? Uh-huh. I I don't know. You're right, Mike. I You know, it's sold out. And it sold out for about a month ahead. And so I could see that happening, but I I just don't see this lasting very long. I think it's just going to come right back around where they have the same problem. It's just being too expensive. But I know there's a few out there that are probably are going to buy it. I think it's a wonderful device. I think I'm for sure it sounds wonderful. I just, I'm just not sure about that price. Um, yeah, good news. And I, I think that, what I would end up with, what I will end up with, is probably a Victor Stream, the third generation. I, I really that I will am in that same boat. <laughs> I really. Oh, it's getting crowded in here. <laughs> I, I, I mm, but it's not Apple related. But I know I am going to show you something with my Victor Reader. But in a moment here, now there are some new features that did unlock during and after this announcement of the HomePod 2023 and that is the HomePod second generation and your HomePod mini had or they had a built-in temperature and humidity checker um, chip in there feature that allows you to check your temperature and your humidity in your room I was like what it's been in there all this time I have this HomePod mini for what more than a year now and you've had it and you just now unlocked it. It wasn't like all of a sudden you just had to do a firmware update or anything. It was just there. So I am going to do something new here. I'm going to demonstrate this new feature. Hold on, guys. Da, 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 da. And now Thomas is approaching his device. 
Yeah, you might hear some buzz. I'm pretty soon look at that. I'm doing a golf, my, a golf announcer. <laughs> I was thinking like a nature documentary. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> Welcome to Victor Reader. <laughs> there is a purpose here. File two. Sneak peek of the new temperature and humidity feature. What do you think of that, Mike? But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> That's honestly my, my genuine question. Like, what can that thing do that I can't do on my phone? Why would oh. I carry two things when I could just carry one? I. Okay, Mike, I, 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 I will hand you. There are a lot of things you can do with your iPhone that, that the, the Victor Reader has, right? But I listen to my book all the time on my Victor Reader, and I listen to my internet radio. Yes, I know I can do internet radio, and I can do the podcast, listen to the books and stuff on my phone, but the I don't know. The battery, the life on it, and being able to record a lot of different things I do, like... Um, Today, I did a recording on CNAI, the world. Oh, yeah. And you have to do that on the fly. You have to go outside or walk around. Yeah. So I need a recording device that allows me to be able to walk around and record. I can't do that with the iPhone because it's being. So let me interject one thing in here. You're talking about that world. Uh, I I was using it today to demonstrate to a student and... um, I wanted to come find me her. Well, actually, uh, never mind. Anyway, <clears throat> to come find me in the kitchen, so I, pla- I planted a root. And having done so, I was playing and turning around in circles, and I was all happy, happy. Where did my battery go? Yeah, that what sucker. What a look. sucker, man. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> I know, I know it. <laughs> it just sucked it dry. So I some of to... the things you need a Victor Stream for, because you just can't, you can't do everything with your phone. It's, yeah. It's you guys sucker, do have to man. use your phones a whole lot more than I do during the day. Like, I'll plug mine at the end of the day, and it'll be at 70% still. Well, I plug mine in, I unplug mine at 6 o'clock in the morning, Mike. And by one o'clock in the morning, it was at twenty percent. Yeah, Yikes. now you know why I got a battered case case. Yeah, because well, I'm I'm caught because I've got a tw- I've got a iPhone twelve here, and I'm not going to spend that kind of money until mm. I get something with lidar or something, you know. Um, well, and then I'll then I'll that, get a case. Your battery on there is probably not nearly what it used to be. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the big reason why you like the Victor Reader from you, Randy? For that reason. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't want to turn this into a Victor thing, but I just well, I want to say one thing, and that is, uh, man, the stuff that we're going to be looking forward to for the three is going to be pretty doggone fantastic. Bluetooth. Can you say yes. Bluetooth? Can you say faster Wi-Fi? Oh. Yes. And can we say... Uh, Speech engines instead of voices, and there's right. all kind of stuff, man. But let's do our demonstration. Are we ready? Ready. All right, listen up, and then I'll get your both of your uh, thoughts on the matter here. I thought I'd do a sneak peek to the new feature that you can now ask of your HomePod Mini, and if you're lucky enough to get the HomePod 2.0, but Apple decided to unlock this feature for the HomePod Mini, folks like myself, you can now ask it for what the room temperature is or what the humidity is in your room. And the two statements are very easy to state. And to do that, you just say, hey, Siri, 
What's the temperature in this room? It's 67 degrees Fahrenheit in the master bedroom. So he thinks it's 67 degrees in this room. Let's ask him what the humidity level is. Hey, Siri, what's the current humidity in this room? Humidity in the master bedroom is high at 51%. And it says it's at 51%. How cool is that? And, of course, if you have the home app on your iDevice. Button. Intercom to home. Button. And now if you go to the right on the home screen here of the home. Add. Button. More. Button. My home. Heading. Show climate. 67 degrees. Button. You can also check Activate the room the temperature in the house. So if you're away on vacation, whatever not, you want to make sure things are doing all right and it is what it is in the house. You can also double tap this. Selected. To expand this so you can see not just the temperature, but the humidity as well. So if you swipe to the right here. Temperature, 67 degrees. Humidity, 51%. Button. Pretty nifty feature for something that we have always had. And for some reason, Apple just decided to unlock it now. Hey, better late than never. Are you a HomePod Mini or HomePod 2.0 user? What do you think of the new feature? That is fast. So what do you guys think of that? So I am curious. Now, are you interested in something like that, features? Um, My my Nest thermostat basically does the same thing. Um, so right. for me, that's not a big deal breaker. Uh, the new, um, well, they're not new anymore, but the, what was it, the three... Um, the third generation of the uh, Amazon. Um, I forgot the name of the stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, great, out, I, great outtake. Uh, the, the 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 dot. The I think it was the third generation dot. Yes, uh, had the uh, the the humidistat built it in. It has the temperature. I don't mm-hmm. believe it has the humidity level. Yeah, I did right. for grants. I compared it. And sure enough, they both were different in temperature. Not even mm-hmm. close. They're like two degrees difference. And I will say the HomePod was closer to the real temperature in here than what the Amazon gave me. Like you, I also have a Nest, and the Nest also has the temperature in the house, and it also has the current humidity. But for those that don't have a Nest, because Nest is not something cheap, um, depends what model you get. It can be cheap during certain sales, but um, I thought that was kind of cool. So that's the big thing that Apple was touting is that they want to be able to use that into the home kit, meaning that if a temperature gets too hot in the room, it'll click in your ceiling fan and it'll turn it on automatically if it's getting too warm. But I'm thinking, yeah, but if you have a Nest, my Nessus already has that. I already have it triggered. If it gets over yep. a certain temperature, start cooling mm-hmm. it down. If it's too cold, it starts warming up. It's, it's, it's automatic. I have this bottom and top level where it sets the alerts and trigger. Yep. But nonetheless, I find the feature more accurate on the HomePod. You're not going to run out and get one, are you? I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not either. I just I have so many echoes laying around, and I barely use those anymore. I just, you know, they had. I saw a thing they were talking about releasing a new home monitoring drone that Amazon's working on, and my first thought was, get that out of my house. The last thing I want is more cameras and microphones flying around at all times. I'm going backwards in time, guys. There's more and more cool tech stuff coming out, and I'm like, I don't know, I like it, but not in my house. (laughs) Right. Um, 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just nice that it was already built into something I didn't realize I had. It is nice to check, see what the room temperature. You know, Mike and I were just talking about that, how in our house, whatever reason, our upstairs heat is a lot warmer than it is downstairs. So it's 10 degrees colder downstairs. And so, I don't know. It's just nice to see what the temperature is, whatever not. But nonetheless, this new feature and now you guys poo-pooed on it. Poo-pooed. So, well, is your is your bedroom upstairs or downstairs? Thankfully, it's upstairs, so it's yeah. Well, nice not so great in the summertime. <laughs> no, yeah, my windows all face the west, so they're Ooh. it gets toasty up here. But I do like if I didn't have something that I checked the temperature with already, I would actually be excited about this. But I've got a nest as well, and I've got the little sensor downstairs, and then the actual thermostat up here. So I'm every day constantly checking it and adjusting it. Yeah. So nest. Do you have a nest? I do. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. have that automatically adjusting oh, yeah. and everything. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I just want to at least get your input on that. Um, here is another one that's causing some controversy as well. And that is Apple introduced something called AI narration. Let me explain what that is. So in Apple Books, we are able to, or I should say in iTunes, we are able to download the audiobooks that we can purchase and listen to. Well, as you know, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of books out there that are not in audio form, meaning that I can't find this anywhere unless it's in an EPUB from Bookshare or whatever not, but I always like to hear audiobooks myself. But they silently introduce AI narration that allows the author or writer to be able to pick an AI voice of choice, and we have a handful they can use, such as Madison Jackson, and there's two others, I believe, and that will read, or I should say, take their book and put it into audiobook form. So you actually hear a TTS talking up about the book. Now, have you guys listened to some of the samples that they put out? I have not, no. But you Me neither. No, I haven't. All right. Let me introduce you to some of the voices. Do you have voices. something queued up there? Any chance. Hey there, I just thought I'd do something quick here. Um, if you haven't heard, today Apple announced something for writers out there that create books and not are able to afford their own voiceover audio narrator for their books. So in other words, if they want to make an audio book, um, Apple is now offering a service for writers that introduce something called AI narration so they're using artificial intelligence so yes they're using some sort of a form of a tts by apple that will take their written book and put into audiobooks for writers to put out and sell to people like us on apple books which i thought was interesting but what i'm really interested in are these voices that they're using to create these audio books but first i'm going to show you how to get to those books that have ai narration for you to look and hear for yourself and then i'm going to give you a preview an example of the two voices that they're using jackson and madison so as simple as getting the apple books so the apple books is an app on the mac or your phone so get that out open it up the bottom right hand corner of the phone should be the search button tab bar selected search tab 
505. Make sure you're selected. If it's not, just do one finger double tap and then go to the top and then do a search for AI narration. AI narration. Search field. Double and once you do a search, you should see all the books that have or contain AI narration for their books. So go to the right. Cancel. But all. But books. But audiobooks. Shelter from the Storm by Kristen Etheridge. Audiobook, Shelter from the Storm, Kristen Etheridge. Five star. So here's the first book, for example, here. So if you double tap that, tap bar. Audiobooks. Tap. you can review Close. the books Close. itself. And what we're looking for is the preview button. But before we get there, I want to show you the narrator area. And that should be listed as Apple Books. And I'll go to the right. Book one, Port Provident, Hurricane Hope, but Shelter from the Storm. Heading. Author, Kristen Etheridge, narrated by Apple Books. There it is, narrated by Apple Books. If you double tap this. Narrated by Alert, narrated by Apple Books. Now you'll hear what voice they chose to do their audiobook. So the writers get to choose which voice they want. This audiobook features Madison, a digital voice based on a human narrator. All right, so this writer decided to take Madison. Okay, button. Double tap OK. Book one, Port Providence, Hurricane Hope. Button. Now, if Heading. you go to the right here, Shelter from the Storm. Author, Kristen Etheridge. Narrated by Apple Books. Five stars. Gift. Dimmed. More actions. Button. Get. Button. Want to read. Off. Button. Right to the right of this, Preview. Button. It's the preview button. Just do one finger double tap that, and you will be able to hear the voice and a small snippet from that particular book. So, with that, I'm going to introduce you the first book that contains the Jackson voice. So, here is Jackson as an example. Dawson's Hill offers one of the most spectacular views over London. Sightseers often come at night to see the lights of the iconic buildings in the city center shining out into the dark sky. From the summit of the hill, the Nature Reserve is noted for its uninterrupted vista of the famous landmarks. For those who have discovered its little-known special bonus, yet impressive as it was, Zana and me weren't there to see the sights. Far from it. Stretching out in front of us, undefended and vulnerable, London had no idea of the menace about to arrive on its streets. There was only one way to halt the relentless path of destruction. And now, here is Madison as an example. She tugged on a pulley at the end of the greenhouse and opened a 2x2 flap on the end wall. The vents had been Danielle's idea when she put the structure together. She'd installed one vent at each end to catch the gentle breezes that swept through the valley. The Berkshires. They're Timothy's parents, aren't they? That's right. Really nice people. Did you ask them about Timothy? Allison forced herself to look her friend in the eye. About where he is now? I didn't have to ask. They were eager to tell me all about him. He's in Vancouver and doing well. Now, I am curious from you guys. I want to hear from you. Please comment to this post and let me know what you think of the voices, if they're good, if they're not. And most of all, would you purchase an audiobook from Apple Books that contains a non-human person but generated by TTS? All right. What do you guys think of that? They actually sound way better than I thought they were going to. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of impressed. And I would buy those if there's a book that isn't in Audible or a publisher that can't, or an author that can't afford to get it done, like to pay to get it actually published like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would too. Now, I like the Jackson voice better than Madison. And I'm with you. 
both. I would actually purchase that audiobook. I thought it was well done. Obviously, they tweaked it just to make this um, for narration. I th- that's amazing. I want that as my voiceover voice, right? It's like, yeah, it sounds really good. I mean, is it plausible that we'll actually get some server-based voices like this on a voiceover? That is, I mean, that was the first thing that came across my mind. Obviously, I am excited about this being an option to purchase to audiobooks. And now we are able to access to all these thousands and ten thousands of books we weren't able to get in audio form. And now we'd be able to hear it. And like Mike says, the author can just be able to afford to do this because it'll be way cheaper than having to purchase a narrator. However, that's a two-sided of this coin. The other side yeah, is, yeah, it is, will it hurt the voiceover voices out there and narrators that do this for a living? I think that depends on whether or not Apple opens this up because I'm guessing that the only place you can get Apple AI narrated audiobooks is in the books app. That is true, but... That limits their market reach for sure. I think this is just going to open a can of worm. I think Amazon is going to come up with their own. I think Audible is going to come out with their own. There's no doubt I think they are going to start implementing AI into their books. Now, I have to think that bestseller books and authors that are huge, they obviously will still use human narration. It'll always be better. There's nothing better than the actual human and i think that will still be there but i can't help to think that some out there especially the um the publisher the the book company that want to save some money wow that could be a game changer for those that do for a living so there's i'm sure at some point it will be i mean that's capitalism for you right they're gonna go with what makes them the most money at the end of the year that's the way it's always kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Do you guys listen to audiobooks every day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. So, and you both are in agreement that we definitely could use this. We, we would definitely purchase something like this. Yeah. I mean, to fill in all the gaps of those books that I've looked for that aren't on Audible, that have just not ever been recorded. Right. That happens to me a lot. I end up finding some very strange books from weird podcast things that I listen to, and they're not like mainstream at all so they're just not available and i right. buy them and use this for sure if there was an option to get a human narrator for something like stormlight i would never buy an ai narrated version of that what i but, had to do well i had to get bookshare but listen to a book with a tts can be oh like fingers on a chalkboard i mean yeah. it can it's it's hard to listen to sometimes and i have to change up the voices every so often because certain voices just drives me nuts oh yeah i mean i listen to speech every day day upon day you know in and out through my whole day and i sometimes i just don't want to hear speech right you don't want to hear the the tts stuff right you notice there is a limitation as we heard with madison she says two x by two (laughs) instead of two by two two, i was like a two x two that sounds so tts um obviously i think they can tweak that some more to make it even better but the bottom line i was shocked i was amazed by the sound yes it's not a hundred percent but man is it pretty darn good it is getting better getting better and it's decent enough that i could actually sit down and listen to um 
with that, on to the next item. iOS 16.3 came out along with the iPad OS 16.3 as well. And as we talked about the previous month, we talked about some of the new features, and those came out, which is the new HomePod support. It has the security key option for those that are really want to up the game and getting their authentication more secured. And, of course, we got some security updates and some bug fixes. And with this, it did fix a couple of accessibility, but it also broke a couple of accessibility. And the big one is a nasty one for Braille display mm-hmm. users. If you initiate to bring up the notification center, it will disconnect your Braille display. <laughs> I was like, ouch. That's not good. Mm, yeah, no. And I believe, don't you, can't you rather um, touch the middle part of your screen and just have it refresh and get it back to normal again? Good question. Um, I imagine you probably could. It's just it's the fact that it just breaks it like that. It's just disturbing. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of disappointing. And But, you know, 16.3 came out a lot earlier than I expected. Um, I shouldn't be surprised because it wouldn't, there wasn't a whole lot of fix or new features built into this. So I guess it was pretty primarily ready for the HomePod itself is all the reason they released this. Um, have you guys no, noticed anything wonky with yours, 16.3? Not so far. I just downloaded, believe it or not, I think uh, yesterday. But no. I am getting double voices Every so often, are you? Mm. I'll open up, and you want a good example. If you have the Amazon A Lady app, open it up and initiate her on there and turn it off. I get double wonky voices. It's like it's it's like I hear two voiceover voices at the same time. I'll close the app, and it still happen, and I have to restart the phone. And today, I it just happened out of nowhere. And I got two voices going at the same time. So I don't know if it's just me. I'm not on a beta because 16.4 is not out, which I'm kind of surprised. But I'm getting wonky stuff with mine. I haven't had that one yet. My biggest headache so far, and I don't even think it's voiceover related, is screen time. Because I manage all my kids' devices from mine. And I'll request now. Well, first of all, like new app requests weren't even showing up for some reason. They were on my computer, but not on my phone. So anytime my kids would text me and be like, Hey, could I get this app? I'm like, sure. Request it. Like I did like an hour ago. I have to go find my Mac and get that thing out and approve it from there. It's so it's either doing that or I'll get a request for more time on something and it just won't load. Like I'll click the button to allow an hour or to not approve it and it just doesn't do anything so i'm constantly having to force quit my settings app of all things to go back Hmm. in and actually work with it screen time wow is a pain in the rear end there's that is one thing that i wish that they would uh really put some a little bit of effort into put some loving into that that needs jumping have you i use safari a lot and i get focused jumping around within safari it is yep I'll oh, swipe yeah. right. You think you're on that button, and all of a sudden it says da, 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 something else. I said, no, let's go back to the right. And I was like, man, it still happens. We thought that one was nailed down and fixed, but it doesn't seem to be. It may be improved, but it still isn't fixed. Um, all right. 
Let's talk about some hardware news besides what we came out, things we can expect. And yes, uh, what is the latest on the upcoming AR VR headset? Am I oh really going to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> Am I really going to talk about this? Yes, I have to. It just keeps rumbling. And since they've already dropped this Mac M2 chips, and the HomePod, it makes you wonder, what's left? What are they going to announce in the March keynote? Are we going to have a keynote at all? Um, it makes me wonder because there isn't thing, anything to announce except for maybe some new iPads, but I've heard there isn't much, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, as you know, it is now still supposedly be announced and soon, and they're thinking as soon as the March keynote or could be as late as a WDC. They keep pushing it back, driving me crazy. Now, we, because we are really going to talk about this, um, one the thing I found out about this, I'm not happy about this at all. So, yes, the AR VR headset is going to have its own integrated speakers for you to hear. But my understanding, if you want to do any communication with it, meaning you want to call somebody or FaceTime and things like that, you will have to have an AirPod Pro Yes, second generation and able to use that capability and feature for privacy. That's okay. I got one. <sighs> well, that lost me because I can't wear those. And so I. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I, I was know. like, I don't know, man. It, it's just to say if you want to use this feature, you'll have to buy this other thing for $200 more. I just feel like the. The thing is going to be three grand already, and I have to spend another two hundred bucks to get an AirPod Pro to be able to communicate with it. I, you lost me. Not that a lot of us would be able to go out and buy this in the first place. And I suppose if you have that much money and you are going to buy, you you could probably purchase something measly like an AirPod Pro. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Right. That's uh, right. So other so if you're thinking well will support any other Bluetooth devices no my understanding it lags it doesn't have um, the proper spec that they want to make it quick and I get that Bluetooth is slow it is faster than when it used to be but I am kind of surprised uh, I don't get that much of a lag so it just makes me wonder if this is really true or not I. I, I find this hard to believe, but we'll see. The other news is that the battery, one of the major problems they have was trying to get battery life out of these headsets. And so it sounds like, and a lot of people were talking about this, is that it's going to be waist-mounted battery. So you have this battery on your hip and it's tethered to the glasses. I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, but wait. The same announcement says that the Apple glasses is no more. That's it, right. I'm really, really, really disappointed to hear that because we talked for a long time how we thought this is going to be the pro version, the three grand, and they were going to make an in-between version of Apple glasses and then low cost version of the AR VR headset, which they are still going to do. My understanding, they are going to still come out with a lower cost AR VR headset. Can you imagine? I bet it's two grand. And it could be. I think they're grand. figuring probably around fifteen hundred or so, and that only means not performance lacking. That just means inferior quality items. Hmm. The way I understand it, 
it'd be like the um, AirPods they are now. You got the AirPods 3.0, and then you got the AirPods Pro, second generation. There's, right, there's right. There's a difference. So start saving your pennies and say goodbye to glasses. I was just really disappointed. I really wanted that glasses. So you're not going to have the glasses. You're going to have this little weird Borg-like device on the side of your head <laughs> yeah i had no, a, I, I showed a picture of it to someone and they at first thought they were snowboarding goggles or skiing goggles and i explained what they were and she's like oh Those so are like big. that form factor with a cord hanging around this already for three grand you're out of your mind apple i'm sorry this is not a thing for me now having said that what do you think this is going to do with um envision Right. Now that Envision made an announcement for what is it, 1800 for the low end, and it goes up to what, 3200 for the high end? I can't remember the price, but you see my price point here. And if they make the low version of two grand and it supports an OS on it, meaning that I can get apps on there, whoa, because that could be huge. If we can get, um, Ira, we can get um, Envision. Maybe we can get, you know, obviously Envision wouldn't do it because they would be competing with themselves, but they also be shooting themselves in the foot for not putting that on that device either. But they made their app free now, so they yep. did kind of shoot them in the foot. And plus, on top of that, you can use Be My Eyes and whatever that might support that. I think it's going to be huge. I think for if you're going to compare pennies to pennies to each other, um, I think the Apple will win out each and every time because of the ecosystem. Yeah, the functionality and the general ease of having all the devices talk to each other and share information is pretty hard to just kind of ignore. But this particular arrangement i don't know i'm curious to see when it comes out what all it can actually do right because my first thought was oh it's like an oculus but then i started reading into it and like the gaming is kind of like a secondary uh function of or feature of it so i don't know i'm really curious to see how that's what i guess when you record your podcast thomas i'm curious to see (laughs) what it can actually do i'm gonna be coming in using this unleash from my ar vr headset yeah now, I'm not going to be pitching out that kind of money for something like that. <laughs> what do you think, Randy? What do you think what how this is going to impact Envision? <sighs> well, they're the only game in town uh, when it comes to both of these items right, you know, right now. Well, um, look at Orcam. Oh. Yeah. I know. That's expensive. Oh, very much. I um I would say that uh, well I I don't really want to offend anybody but I, I don't see how let's just say certain devices are able to survive um well at some of those price points right and, you know I'm not we're not here to bash on anybody or anything no, like that no of course but not no you have to see the writing on the wall here if and that's and that's a big if right now we're ifing. We don't even know what the stuff does, but if they come out with some unbelievable accessibility stuff within this reality OS on the headset, wow, you can't help that they are going to be watching that keynote when it does come out. They're going to be going, 
checking off all the check boxes. And obviously, a lot of the things we won't know still in terms of accessibility until it gets to somebody's hand. Um, at some point, I hope that we'll receive some news and find out some news in terms of what it means for us that are accessibility. I am really curious, but I'm with Mike is that we just don't know, but the possibility is there. It's real. And I feel terrible for the third-party companies. Um, we'll have to wait and see. And to other bits of news, I just want to just kind of lightly glance over some of the new hardware you can expect for this year since it's January. It is surprising news, and I sh kind of was disappointed is that we're not going to see a whole lot of things being major upgrades to this year at all. And that is because a lot of resources I'm hearing, and we mentioned last month that iOS 15 is not going to have a lot of new features just because of that. A lot of resources are being drawn away to tend to the new reality OS on the AR VR headset. This is the same for the hardware engineers and towards the new devices. Those are resources are being sucked into making this AR VR headset a reality, meaning we're not going to have any major updates and that means we're not going to get anything major in terms of iPads, AirPods, Apple TV, or Apple Watch. So, yes, we probably will get an Apple Watch, but we're talking about just specs updates. So that's the same for the iPad. We'll see some minor updates and minor boosts, but nothing major in them. So it's going to be kind of a ho-hum year. The only major thing I've heard is Definitely the iPhone 15 that we've been talking about. And nothing has really changed on that, meaning that they're still going to use the solid state buttons. So the volume buttons and the side button will be solid state. And I'm hearing some camera improvement with the USB-C plus the ultra curve bevel on that. I'm not a big fan. I don't want to go back to curve, but that's what I'm hearing. Isn't that surprising to the both of you as in, we are basically are going to get nothing much this year. I had, yeah. I had hopes. <laughs> I had hopes. But when one of their biggest things is, hey, we, you know how these edges used to be curved? We made them straight. Now they're curved again. Like, right. If that's your big selling point. Then yikes. <laughs> I, yeah, I was expect, I was expecting a lot more actually. I, yeah. So if it feels like it's been a whole hum year, I think it's because they want to put all the focus on that AR VR headset. That's going to be the big wow factor for the whole year. So if you get a bunch of huh, news from us this year, this year, you know why. I really am thinking though, that I'm going to have to get a new phone at some point, like real soon. And the reason why I say that is because, um, of the, uh, the new seeing AI feature, the world feature. Yeah, I don't know if you ever experienced experienced this or not, but to um, share a route with somebody. Oh my God! At least with my phone, the way it is now, you want to talk about lag? Wow, that's I'm. So you had some lag issue with you when you shared oh. your route with somebody? Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that's not good. So I, I, I tried to send somebody a uh, a route through voice, um, sorry, through text and through email, and 
I couldn't even get it to speak hardly. I had to just drag my finger and halt, just like I couldn't even move it. And then all of a sudden, like it was going like click, hmm, T. Makes you wonder if there's a click. bug in the scene AI, maybe? Or I don't know, but it Let's was. Let's hope. Let's hope that's the case. Gosh, that would be really a bummer if you have to have some pretty powerful uh, phone to be able to use that. Ah. Man. Well, uh, we'll just get to the last bit of news here, and we'll move on to what's new in Apple Viz for this month. This is for Mike. I'm thinking of you, Mike, on this one. So there is a discussion about this particular feature or new thing that might be coming up that they're working on, supposedly. It is, they're researching into it, and they are looking at it. It's not a done deal. They're just seeing if it could work. Wait, wait, wait for it. A touchscreen MacBook Pro. I I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I've never owned a computer, any sort of computer, with a touchscreen. And I don't know. If anyone, I guess, listening has one, I how often hated. do you... Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of what I would use that for, and I'm... Okay. I don't know. I had mixed results with mine. The biggest problem I had is that I put bumps on my keyboard. I don't know if you guys do. I have these little bumps on the keyboard so I, I can navigate don't. around quicker. You guys put bumps? Nope. Not, not I used to. No. Not, not anymore. Oh. No. Uh-uh. Well, with these bumps, when I close the lid on my laptop... I can hear Jaws going. What the heck? I have to remove the bumps and then it stops talking because it interferes with the home with the touchscreen. And if you recall, Steve Jobs said, no, it's never coming. So he's turning in his grave right now. I feel bad. I, I do can't say there were times when Jaws couldn't see something because I can't get to this other side or something because it's like looping in a an area i can touch the other side of the screen and then it starts looping into something else i said oh so it did come in handy sometimes because it's like touch explore on your iphone there's sometimes your voiceover doesn't see it but if i touch it it's there so there are good things and bad things but god they are so late to the game i why yeah. bother yeah, that's maybe it'll be awesome. I don't know. Maybe the headset, same kind of thing. Like, there's a number of other headsets out there kind of doing similar things, and Apple's showing up late to it. I mean, just like they did it with the HomePod. Maybe this one will be good. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, for me personally, though, I have not one single time found a, a moment where I'm like, God, I wish I could touch the screen right now. Have it's I just never ready? been a thing that I really care about. No, I'm with, ever, I'm with Mike on this one. Have you ever used a touchscreen? No, I never have. Wow. I think I did once at a Microsoft store. Right. I was like, oh, look, boop, boop. That's the neat. Surface, and I walked away. Microsoft Surface is incredible. If you like the iPad feeling on a Windows platform, that's for you. And JAWS on it works really well. It's a little clunky as in it's not as efficient, but it does work. It does do some things differently. I don't know. I, I just know that previous read is that there seems like the mac the hardcores do not want this at all they don't want it at all 
And so they're going to be very disappointed if this come out. So that's why you at least want to present it and see what you guys thought on it. I could maybe see it with a laptop, but a desktop that well, just sitting at your desk poking out <laughs> like that just seems like uncomfortable. I don't know. It's not for me. This is not a feature that hmm. would ever okay. get me to convince me to buy something new. Well, on to AppleViz. What's in this month news? I have three apps I want to present to everybody, and the first one is Bookshare Reader. Yes, good I, podcast, by the way. Do you, do you either of you use Bookshare? Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't for a long time. I've actually been meaning to log back in, and boy, so I tell you, the, the only reason I, I use it. it is if I can't find a book on Bard. <laughs> and yes, I could use Audible, but I could pay for it. But I'm kind of a cheapy guy. I'd rather use my overdrive or libby and with bard if they don't have it then i'll just go to the bookshare but nonetheless bookshare came out with their own app it is okay it's very simple they've got some quirks to it but for being free and if you're a bookshare subscribers check that out the other one is zuzanka which is an app that will detect expired dates on products milk cans and whatever you know this has been a kind of a mixed bag some people have some great results some people has terrible results and wouldn't even want to use it anymore so it's been up and down but you know being a first release obviously it's going to have some limitations but i think it's only going to get better over time so if you look for something that will tell you the expired date um, on a product all it does is just search for expired dates so it doesn't read anything to you other than your expired dates i thought what an ingenious little feature um little app to introduce to the community mm-hmm. i was actually just telling someone the other day i was complaining about the fact that they don't have refrigerators with little scanners on it like at a grocery store that could scan everything as i'm putting it in there and the fridge will just tell me when things expire do you have any idea how much a fridge like that would cost though fridges in general i I just bought one for my house like last april and some of those things are like six seven eight thousand dollars right i know that in there too i'll just stick my stuff in the snow in minnesota here Uh, you know i don't need a fridge (laughs) no mike you probably one of those rfid products you should put in there and it'll just tell you what's all in there yeah i just want to know but this thing this is the first app like this that i've heard of that specifically seeks out that information because as someone who has eaten moldy salsa in the past this could be super handy right and that's why i'm so excited and you know for the most part it worked really well for me i was pretty excited about it and i was like oh i can just start tossing things out because my kids always get in there and said dad this thing expired two months ago and I'm like, ah. And so Oops. now I can go in there and go beep, beep, and just see which expired and which uh-huh. has it. So look into that. And then lastly, I want to introduce, and we already did, is Tusker for Mastodon. So for those who have heard my Metatex for Mastodon podcast, check out Tusker. I am going to be reviewing it along with other some clients so you can hear for yourself and then be able to choose which one you think there's not the perfect one i find that there's always one or two feature on each of these clients that i like about it's one of those i have to have two clients for mastodon because there's one thing i'd like in here 
but the other one has something I like better too. So I, I use both. Um, it kind of reminds me of Twitter, Mike. You know, I use Twitter only because it's the only one that can give me notifications and push, say, hey, uh, National Weather has pushed a notification. So I had to keep Twitter in the in my junk app folder while mm-hmm. I use Spring for Twitter. It's the same thing for Mastodon. I'm using one app to do all the pushing and the other one just to read all the toots. So if you had to pick one, <laughs> if you had to, which one would you recommend to everybody? Because I've only messed with one, and I, I like it. I haven't found any reason, I guess, to go seek out new ones. Dang. That's tough, because right now, I would almost pick Tusker, but it's missing the notification right now, so meaning that it's still coming. But once notification's on there, I'm going to use Tusker exclusively. Good to know. Okay. Um, um that is it, guys. I'm going to wrap things up for January 2023 Unleashed. You guys have anything to weigh in? Anything new with you? Go watch the menu. Oh, I think it's on yes. The HBO horror movie, Max. The menu. I it's heard good. is fantastic. It's great. I, I enjoyed it. I've, I've watched it twice. <laughs> it right? I, my daughter told me she wants to go see that movie she had no idea it was going to be a horror flick she's not really into <laughs> horror flick and she went to see it and she says that was actually pretty good it is good it's it's not like a i mean it, there is definitely violence in it but it's not like your normal slasher type it's a pretty unique uh plot i guess i liked it what's it what's the title again <laughs> the menu hmm. well yep. i'm gonna catch it Yep, it's good. I'm definitely going to watch it when I get a chance. Um, what did I just see? I did see The Strange World, like you said. That was absolutely yeah. a good show. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And we went to see Avatar 2. That was a good story, too. I enjoyed that a lot myself. Now, I will admit, I saw Avatar when I still had some vision. So it's not nearly the same experience. Um, it's hard to explain it to those that are blind. It The graphics and the visual effect is unbelievable. It the, He introduced things that you've never seen before. And the 3D aspect was, was I, 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 I have no word for it. It was just, I was left speechless. And that's the same I've heard about Avatar 2. It's so visually appealing. But without that, it makes a big difference in the movie, so I just hear the plots. I thought the plot was decent, but nothing like when I had my vision. When I saw Alien for the first time in 1979, I felt the same way about the destruction scene of the spacecraft. Mm. And uh, also, uh, <laughs> I liked the sounds of the ship just in the left rear channel. I thought that was just awesome. So um, I know what you mean about yeah s- sounds I, and I, stuff. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It, it. There's a huge difference in a movie when it comes to those with vision and those without vision. There yeah. is a total different experience, especially when it comes to like Star Wars, Aliens, any of those very appealing. There's mm-hmm. just a massive a difference. And so, yeah, the story is great. Yeah, we could all say it's wonderful, but you are missing so much. And that's the crappy part about being blind and missing I think out. I'm in the... I must be in the minority. I don't really like the Avatar movies. I 
No, you're not the minority. There are people I think that dislike that. It's not as good as the first one. Oh, it, well, both of them though. It's really just a remake of Fern Gully. <laughs> All it is both. is a Fern Gully remake. I, I don't know. It, it's Did a fine. You, it's worth seeing uh, once. I'll put it that way. You had vision when you saw the first Avatar. Yeah. Whoa. That surprised me. You no, visually, visually, it is. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, when but, it rained and he was stuck in the rain, it's just like the rain was like right there in front of me. It's like yeah, it, it looks really awesome. But as far as plot goes, I remember about halfway through. It's a thinking, This right? is a very good looking fern gully. Well, without the catchy songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you both, and I will check out the menu. And thank you both for coming on again. And thank you for a wonderful three years. And to our listeners for putting up with us for three full years. <laughs> and there's happy no anniversary, everyone. Happy yeah, anniversary. for sure. All right. Well, that's going to do for AppleViz Unleashed for January 2023. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Anonymous, here with Mike Malarcy and Randy Rusnak saying goodbye. See you next month. Bye-bye. Feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with feedbacks, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call 1-816-774-1668. This AppleVis podcast has been brought to you by the community of AppleVis.com for the latest in-sources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.